0: And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You're joined today by your hosts, uh, host Sean Gervais from Orbis X, and also we got Marty Hill from Pints of Polishing Podcast, which you should definitely check out as well. And also Hyperclean Products. And Marty, where can they find you aside from Pints of Polishing Podcast? Uh,
1: hypercleanstore.com, new website, or Hyperclean Store on any of the social.
0: That's right. Yeah. And how's the new website doing, by the way? I know we talked about it a bit last time, but
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't have that data for you yet. You know, the app is Fair still enough. controlling the website. We still have, I've, Wicked. the app still is the dominant for us. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, well, it's with just, that kind of thing, like with products, it just makes sense. You know, like you have an app, like I've got most of the stores I shop at, like right now we're in the process of building a second house. And so I'm, I'm home Depot. I got the app right there, my wish list, all that stuff. I can share it with my wife back and forth. You know, the app just makes sense. You know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, our auto shop
1: working, no app. <laughs> kinks, you know, like Instagram for some reason isn't selling. It's not linked on. I can't tag products, and you know, there's, there's kinks. That, yeah, yeah, there always is. Trying to work out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually, when everything goes smoothly, it's because something broke and you didn't realize it. Like, man, that worked perfectly. And you check, and all your posts are on mute. You're <laughs> like, fuck.
1: Yeah.
0: But, but uh, no awesome, man. And how was how was your weekend?
1: Oh, we can. Uh, so my daughter came. I've got two daughters that live in California. Uh, one of them came back for spring break. And so, yeah, we got her on Friday. And man, it's just, yeah, just kids. You know, it's, it's great having your kids. Uh, yeah. It's a wonderful feeling. We took, uh, we took them, her daughter, her daughter moved back to Brazil, but her son is still with us. So uh, the four of us all went camping. This oh, no fine. way yeah this was like (laughs) camping camping you know like okay tent tent and yeah no sleep right like
0: (laughs) no sleep yeah cooler with food and
1: but it's great you know you build a fire you cook yeah i love cooking food at at campfires mine has always been and i've been a camper i mean i grew up right my my parents owned one of those little campers that they would pool uh okay and you know we we go camping multiple weekends a month usually in the summer Mm. and nice weather So i just i've always grown Mm -hmm. up doing it i I like it i like being out at the lake college i started doing those campfire foil dinners for everybody you know oh nice college right yeah everybody's at least we did i mean we i went to school in arkansas we had we had a lake that was five minutes away i mean this was the foothills of a national forest i mean this is gorgeous it's just gorgeous country and so we were going camp. we would go pretty much almost after every football game too if we had a home football game Uh, after we after everybody else was done playing and you know i i got done getting off the bench uh you know i i would i'd go take a shower i don't know why but you know i'd still take a shower anyway and you know and then we'd all go camping and so uh we i've grown up man i've always been a camper i love being out the lake and so made some tinfoil dinners and uh woke up made breakfast burritos but man that that night's sleep is not ever very good. So it no, Sunday it's was rough, man. Sunday was oh. a rough day for me.
0: Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I camping, last time I went camping was uh close to my birthday. Uh last year, actually. Uh, we had kind of like a little party at our land, and so we had some some people come by. Um <laughs> one of them was so what would he be? So it's my wife's cousin's son. I don't know, my nephew-in-law. I don't know whatever that would be connection-wise. Uh, he's hes now a teenager now. Uh, he's like 16, something like that. So he wants to do his the teenager thing. You know, he, oh, I want my own tent this year. Okay, great. You know, but then of course he didn't want to be by any of the adults. He took his tent like way, like he was walking so far down our lot. I like, we could have barely even see his tent anymore. He went so far back and I had part of me wanted to tell him like, you know, back there, Sometimes we get like deer and stuff like that to just walk through. And I thought where he put his tent was right in the path of this, this mother deer that always comes through. She always walks through there. She's eating apples that are in the back of our place. And I thought for sure, she's just going to trample on him in the middle of the sleep, you know, but I was like, no, the deer will probably just walk around him. Like life is fine. So he sets up back there next day. We see him like, how was your sleep? You know, it's like, Oh, it was good. And he's trying to do the brave face thing, you know, and then we're like, oh, okay. So we went, we were taking his tent down. And then I realized the guy that maintains our property, he, he cut back there. But there was all these, like, I don't know, weeds or something that was growing in. But the, it was like bamboo. It was so hard. But he hadn't cut them all the way down. So where this kid slept was, was basically a bed of nails. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it was, it was okay. I was back there by himself. He was just happy for some independence. you know. So we pull his tent off. And there's, like, four field mice. That just like take off, running, So he was sleeping on that plus the mice. <laughs> And like me, we, we have a tiny cabin that's there. So like my wife and I with the kids, we were in the tiny cabin for like the first night. And then the next night we were in tents. But uh, the first night, you know, we're there and this happens with this kid. And I'm like, geez, you know, I fell asleep last night watching Netflix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> felt terrible. But anyway, he survived. You know, he had a good time. <laughs> it was nice. That's the
1: way my yeah. partner, Nick, he's like, yeah. where you slept mm-hmm. on the ground? Like, <laughs> like you, grow you know you can you can get a cam, you know or you can get a cab or you can like i know man i yeah. get it you know
0: but it is nice to yeah like read touch with nature kind of thing you know yeah. Like there's yeah. yeah there's there's it's a parking on the Columbia. day after
1: though let me tell you no
0: definitely not, yeah. definitely not fun the day after <laughs> but at least hey you know you got some family time you know it's nice yeah like yeah. do some barbecuing or something and yeah it's good yeah yeah wait you have pets though you have a dog or something i think
1: oh uh, yeah too oh so that was what's what's interesting over the weekend yeah. too. we had our so we've got i've got my english bulldog she's mm. she'll be two this summer she's a year and a half now and then you know as in the marriage i also absorbed a <laughs> absorbed <laughs> Uh, sort of to something, man. We don't, it's it's a, a long haired chihuahua mixed with something oh, that they, shoot. basically somebody had found and they gave it to, you know, like they don't oh, know geez. what it is, right? It's just one of those dogs. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's about it's about a year old or so. You know, it was something mm. that her daughter and her kids really latched onto. You know, it was. Yeah. Right. And you now know, it's. You're in, a, you're in a new country and you get this random dog. Like it became like it's family. Yeah. Part of, yeah, part of know, the family. Just, yeah. 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 It's family. Well, the dog, uh, as you can all imagine, small dogs, there's a reason why they say small dogs feel like they're big dogs, right? Like they, yep. like, my dogs just have a really, I've never had small dogs. I never have always ah. had boxers was my, my dog growing up. Yeah. And then when, when I became a, well, I guess a quote unquote adult or whatever. And it's funny. I mean, that was <laughs> when I was a mobile detailer, finally the first little bit of money that I actually started making you know, you always got to buy something. Yeah, that was for me. I wanted my dog. Okay. You know, like yeah, yeah. I was, I was a young kid. It's like I want a dog, right? Like so, I <laughs> always wanted an English bulldog because I we had played with some when I was growing up. One of my friends had had a neighbor with uh, two bulldogs, and we'd throw the ball over, and the game was to see who could get over there and then jump. You would have to jump on tables. Or you'd have to do whatever you could just so Jeez. you didn't get because those do- you know, the bulldogs are they're not slow but they're not fast and they're not they're not mm. mean but they're aggressive you know like they're, they're fine they're fun to play with and yeah. you know, i never got bit but you know there was times it was barking you know they're dogs, <laughs> it was you know, the was barking at you they were slow you know fat and you just throw the ball over the fence and try and get see who could go catch the the ball before the dogs got them you know like Hey, listen, growing up in the eighties in the Midwest, <laughs> Oklahoma, you know, it, you had to get enjoyment wherever you could find it. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've always, I've always loved bulldogs. So I was, that was the first dog I got as quote unquote an adult. And then I just, Jeez. I love them. That's, it's my dog of choice. And well, this little Chihuahua thing eventually pissed off my dog enough mm. that, oh, uh, yeah, we had our first, <laughs> our first good fight. And, uh, Oh man. But, at the While camping? No. Oh, so, okay. No, but mm. that was another eventful part of the weekend. But <laughs> that was that was part very two. Eventful. You know, we yeah. Did...
0: So so wait a minute. Were the dogs home while you guys went camping? Oh yeah.
1: Or... When we ca- yeah when we okay. leave or we do anything? Yeah, I I gotta leave wait for them to get in and out.
0: And, you know. Oh okay. And so so did you guys come home to like you know like uh, ripped up pillows and stuff from the fighter? No. Oh, okay, that's good.
1: No, uh, see, no, to me, I don't have any
0: dogs, so I don't know like.
1: Yeah, it was mostly a jet. We we think it's mostly. A, a jealousy thing and the one dog's yeah. in heat which is funny I, I can't get this little this little female <laughs> female chihuahua like, oh, dude, i'm telling you dude it is as horny as can be and i swear <laughs> every two minutes and i'm not exaggerating right? i could have said 30 yeah. seconds i could have said a minute but I'm not exaggerating. I every swear two. every two minutes you look over and it's on the back of my dog going, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> humping away as fast as it could go. And we're like, Luna, stop. <laughs> and it, it looks at us and gets off. And two minutes later, it's going, <laughs> you know, and it's Again. a female it weighs like a pound going on this, Jeez. you know, this, this big, nice, fat bulldog, you know, like yeah, the yeah. bulldog doesn't know what the hell's going on. But that's nothing's getting stuck in. You know, it's two females. Like, yeah, yeah, okay exactly. dog, like we have, is that Jeez. our first confirmed gay chihuahua i'm not sure possibly
0: yeah possibly yeah yeah. <laughs> possibly,
1: but you
0: know. it's 2022 i mean
1: <laughs> but apparently something happened and the, the two dogs got into it and uh it was was not fun there was jeez. there was a lot of emotion around that moment yeah yeah lovers quarrel you know it was a, <laughs> a lot of emotion in the house
0: ah jeez. okay yeah. so <laughs> Yeah. so so are the dogs sleeping in separate rooms right now or
1: yeah we're keeping them separate and we're doing the best but i mean they're okay. they're fine i mean it to me it was all about i think it was the kids that were there and uh, uh they were they were laying and they were playing like and remember I mean, like i said small dogs have
0: they got issues with yeah small yeah dogs, they,
1: they just they think that they, and, and eventually they just push the big dog far enough that and the big dog shows them
0: why they're the big dog and the, yeah, yeah at
1: one time there was a paw pushing the head of the other dog down oh, shit. like i was like hell yeah that's cool i mean i mean oh that's so sad
0: oh that's so sad that's terrible yeah yeah that's just...
1: <laughs> yeah, I, saying, I mean oh, it was it was, it was it was sad it was a sad moment the,
0: yeah was yeah blood,
1: there were some there were some concerns so it was
0: jeez so cool. Yeah, yeah. See, see, most I had was uh, fish. I had, I had dogs when I was younger, but um, like a kid, I mean, you know, like less than 10, but uh, ever since then it was just fish. Uh, they were easier to take care of They, you know, if one dies, you just go to the store and yeah. 20 minutes later, I'm home with a brand new pet. You know, it was great. Uh, low maintenance. We traveled a lot. That's why, you know, dogs for me, like even now it's just not feasible. You know, I love dogs. I actually really like dogs, but I just can't uh, without traveling. Like, I mean, we just went to Greece and then Mexico and then Cuba. What am I supposed to do with the dogs? You know, I'm not bringing them, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, well, that's where...
1: I've always left mine at home. Just raise them to a big pot and of drink, just... take care of themselves, have somebody put some food and water in Ooh. their bowl. And Bulldogs are pretty fucking chill, man. They yeah. sleep. My last bulldog, like, before okay. it died, it was, I swear, 20 hours a day. Oh, I mean <laughs> – they don't do much especially as they get older and fatter I mean they're great dogs yeah. for that sounds like one, one of my uncles on the couch all day <laughs> yeah.
0: man that's amazing
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man wow that's incredible all right so if you know because my kids they've been talking lately like they wanted a pet or something well, my youngest she wants a horse but that's just yeah that's not there's a that's a big jump from fish to you know that's that's a huge leap <laughs> so
1: like, not even a pony I want a horse yeah yeah
0: exactly no no no. she's just skipped over pony yeah she's no 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 horse
1: not even to the miniature horse. horse i want a horse. yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get her uh one of those little mechanical ones that the kids can ride you know just yeah, just you got it. <laughs> man awesome man so so how about uh facebook you seen any posts recently or anything like that in the groups
1: i haven't i haven't what actually has been on my mind lately i've been listening to an audio book uh marcus nice. aurelius Uh, Okay. Yeah. meditations it was his meditations that he would go through and uh, basically writing to himself about things that he was seeing uh i find it very fascinating if anybody that's grown up kind of religious or studied the bible or whatever you know you have meditations in what's called proverbs right it's Mm -hmm. people write down it's it's proverbs there's there's a couple different books in the old testament where people write out stuff like that and so you know marcus aurelius you'll know the name from gladiator He was he was the is that the emperor or whatever? What did they have? Uh not emperors. What what do they have in Rome? Uh Uh, actually I think Emperor's uh, no. No. I don't know. Whatever. Somebody'll tell us, somebody will message in and tell us what it was. I don't think it was Emperor, it was something else, right? Caesars, right? Caesar and then some right. So anyway, we're butchering this story. It's terrible. Whatever. (laughs) He was the big dog, you know, back then when uh uh, when the movie uh, what was the movie I ju- gladiator God <laughs> gladiator <it>. yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, gladiator came out so you can go back and kind of watch he was a badass you know he he really did well i think it led him through that what pox romeon or whatever like he was he was a pretty studly dude uh so i've, I've found that fascinating to hear what he talks about I, and it's the fascinating part for me is uh, similar to I think in the book of uh, uh I'll mess that one up too but it's it's a talk about they they go through the theory of death right and okay. it's not so much of what happens in the afterlife but it's more of a of a mindset of nobody's gonna remember you okay
0: legacy like, type things like, okay yeah, yeah like
1: same as animals go to the ground you will go to we're all part of this system we're all part mm-hmm. of this ecosystem and you know, I, I talked about it. One of the meditations I heard about, I talked on our, our community pub last time. It was about how things change, you know, and mm-hmm. there's always things that have to change in the world. And, you know, there's a lot of analogies of the way then we should be changing in business and things like that. But so life is always changing and evolving, as so should we. And we should also understand that death is short coming soon, you know, that the idea of, uh, you know, <laughs> that we're just a, a wisp you know in yeah this mainstream of time that goes on eternal in a sense of of life as we know it uh i don't mean eternal is afterlife i just mean for what we know is life here on earth you know it's going to continue yeah. on for as long as we know i mean until somebody comes and takes us to mars i don't you know life should continue on here on earth 100 percent. yeah no one will ever remember who we are you know you yeah. look back over the decades to generations to there's few people that actually get their names passed down through yeah in the history books and yeah yeah it's true the majority majority of us (laughs) it's it's a it's an eye-opener to think about and then it should be awe-inspiring if nobody's going to remember us then who the fuck cares what we do like you should go do as much as you possibly can to meet your you know what do you your need own out of your life you know what yeah. do you need don't stop worrying about what other people think that you should be doing do you because nobody's going to give a fuck about you when you're gone and half of us the older we get our friends kind of go true. away and few people give us a fuck about us now so yeah does it doesn't matter just, <laughs> just go do just do you and then
0: yeah 100 <laughs> and that's where uh i think i think for a lot of people they that's something that many of them struggle with For their their business, like their decisions are very much based around, you know, what it's going to look like, perception of others or perception down the road or things like that. Like first off, when it comes to even your business, a lot of people, you know, oh, this is my baby. I want to build it up, pass it on to my kids. Nine times out of ten, your kids don't give a shit about your business. They don't want to take it over. If they do, and you pass, they usually sell it or just dissipates into nothingness. Um, the, The whole idea of legacy stuff doesn't really matter
1: and, and how extremely diff- i mean first of all it's tough to run a business yeah imagine running a business for 40 50 you don't <laughs> service-based businesses you don't really see that very often you know if a 50 yeah. year old service-based business is <laughs> no second generation service-based business that's good for you if you can do it right like yeah but the only area i've
0: seen that in really is plumbing for some reason it's always like you know the brown and sons and it's always like you know fucking five generations of plumbers i don't know why but
1: yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah Yeah. Yeah. like everything else about plumbing that yeah you know what i'm saying
0: but the Mm -hmm. i don't really see that in oh on the side note the plumber working on a new house um best tagline ever he says number one in the number two business (laughs) fucking awesome no joke we hired him based on that slogan (laughs) he's he's absolutely amazing too but uh but yeah you don't really see that with like detailing there's no like you know anderson and sons and then it's like you know the son took it over for the day it just doesn't happen so i i mean that's where even putting your name in the actual business i always advise people against that you have zero resale value and it's actually a negative negative. And then uh, actually, you know what, speaking of posts, there was a post with someone's business name that came up recently. Uh, I think it was two or three days ago. I saw it in DFM. And the guy said, uh, looking for help with my Google business listing, my SEO and stuff. And he says, the problem is my business name is the same as Wilson's auto detailing because his last name is Wilson. <laughs> and so it's like Wilson's. E-. And I remember seeing that and I'm like, well, man, this is a quick fix. Just change your business name. Like it's, that's that simple, really, in my opinion. I mean, and new businesses launch every day. There's no reason why you need to be tied to that name. Like, is that a household name? Like, I mean, to people, when they think detailing, they're like, oh, geez, I got to call that guy Wilson. You know, like, a, it's just not, you know. But, uh, yeah, so for me, it was like, just change the name. But, um, but, yeah, I think that's where one way to avoid that is not choosing your name as, as a thing. Because then if some other guy launches, his last name's the same. You know, I I just don't see the value add, but, uh, but I think that's where it comes down to that whole legacy thing. Like people want to say, it's my business. It's my name. That's on the wall. You know, it can still be your business, your reputation and everything, but it can be called something, you know, like sparkle, clean, detailing or whatever. It can be something else related to what you're doing rather than the name itself, you know, but,
1: uh, the the best names of you remember, I think were always the funniest. We're like the A, A, Plumbers, then there was AAA plumbers, then they're like, <laughs> Yeah, and, and most people trying- now
0: they don't know why that was done, you know, and it's because the yellow pages was alphabetical, right? So it's like if you have like AAA, A, you showed up above the guy with two A's and you showed up above the guy with the one A. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, triple A plumbing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what does that even mean? You know, but it's because that's how they they sorted things. So was, yeah, now I show up at the top. There will always be a way to scam the system, you know, and get yourself ahead. The but, uh, early
1: algorithm <laughs> hackers.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> the analog yeah. hackers. The analog
0: hackers. <laughs> Yellow pages. Jeez, whatever happened to that. But uh, uh,
1: turned oof. into Yelp.
0: Yeah, which is still kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, but it, I'm pretty sure it's the same company in it. That's what I always thought. Uh, Yellow I'm pages. not sure if
0: they merged or not. But Y-P-L-P, uh,
1: Y-P-L-P, Yellow pages. Yeah. It, it might be, it was.
0: Yeah, it might be like a powered by or something. Yeah, but yeah. I know like here, for example, yellow pages, the they're still trying to do is they've switched to a pretty much online only model. Um, but it's still, it's not really used. It's kind of like the Better Business Bureau BBB, like it's nobody, nobody cares anymore. You know, it's just pretty much here. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's the same most places, but Google is a dominating force, like, especially for like, you know, business listings. That's, that's definitely, you know, if you're not on like Google, my business, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> like, you know, that kind of stuff and, uh, and reviews and everything. That's, that's pretty much the go-to place. Uh, Yelp is kind of big here. Uh, we have this one called Reach Local as well. It's similar to, uh, I think it actually might be owned by Yelp Pages also, but.
1: The, the reason why I think, the other reason why I think Yelp was owned by Yellow Pages is because They have the most annoying salespeople, just the way that Ah. Yellow Pages had the most annoying salespeople. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know. And they they talked to you last week. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And what what they're hearing on their end is schedule a call for next Tuesday.
1: uh (laughs) And eventually, right? I mean, this is what we talk about in sales.
0: Yeah. Eventually you'll be like, okay, fuck it. How much is it? Like, just stop calling me. Okay. Sign me up, whatever, you know, but, uh, but that's That's where
1: that's one way of selling, right? That's that's one way. Just keep swinging. Eventually you'll hit the pinata. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And see, I always look at that as opportunities. When someone says not interested, if you truly are selling something that has value, what you should be hearing is I'm not presenting the value correctly. And then, go back to the drawing board, find a way to reposition that value. That's why I'm a big fan of starting all the conversations with, look, this is what it costs. What does that take for that price point? What does it take to make sense for you? You know? And then they'll tell you, they'll be like, well, geez, you know, for that price I'd have to have a ceramic coating that can be done in, you know, like a couple hours. I can't be without my car. So then you find out, oh, the problem is the guy needs transportation. He needs to be back on the road. So that's where, okay, I tell you what, instead of us doing a three-year coding, why don't you come in twice a year and we'll do the one-year coding? <laughs> we'll just, you know, pop in for an hour. We're good to go. So there's there's ways that you can kind of combat that or figure out, you know, like, well, what do you have coming up this week? Are you doing groceries or something? And then try and time it with something. Like at our shop, there's a grocery store right across the street. So we always tell people in that scenario, like, listen, head across the street, get your groceries done. By the time you're done, give us a shout and your vehicle will likely be ready. You know, and so so there's ways of positioning yourself for that kind of stuff. But uh, but today, actually, I wanted to talk about discounts. Um, I've been seeing that a lot, a lot of posts about discounts on both sides of the spectrum. Some people just asking generic questions. Should I post discounts? Should I do promos? Should I even have this in my business? Other people taking a firm stance my business is so good that I don't need to offer discounts or they look down on discounts like they're for, you know, like peasants and other people are, are getting into arguments, let's say, with, with customers, uh, you know, negotiations where the customer says, you know, is there anything better you can do on price? And the, the conversation seems to be pretty mixed, but also split down the middle where there's some that are pro discounts and see the value of them. Others that are very anti-discount and they see it as if you're devaluing the whole industry and, you know, making detailing look like you're you're just a car wash kind of thing.
1: What do you think? What, what's your opinion?
0: So I think that d- discounts are great. I think they have to be done appropriately and, and treated wisely. I think that there's good and bad ways to do discounts. Um, I think that a lot of people misuse discounts have a bad perception of them uh, so we always have a promo running at our shop always 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 it's sometimes available to everybody sometimes available to a select group of people and we always have kind of like that ace up the sleeve where discounts are there to kind of save the day so sometimes it can be used to you know nudge a lead along where it's you know we've tried closing this guy you know 10 times over the phone by email text message sometimes it's, it's that you know magic bullet that you can just pull out and it gets the job done so we use discounts quite heavily
1: so how do you how do you weigh in there's a theory that pushes back against that of that it devalues your brand
0: so yeah and it can be and that's where if it's done incorrectly I mean there is no necessarily, right or wrong way to do it. But I would say there's ways of doing discounts that can adversely affect your brand and your services. And that's where I think that a lot of people, for example, timing, timing is really important with discounts. Uh, A lot of people use it whenever, you know, to boost business. So they get fully booked up heading into their busy season. And I'm like, that is the worst time to offer your discounts. Like don't discount it's supply and demand. And so if you're about to be in demand, don't discount discount. service so you should be charging more for it in fact but uh but we often use discounts to actually close more business and so we'll discount something knowing that our upsell process is rock solid
1: so you so you don't well yeah that's true too most people don't have an upsell part that's rock solid yeah do you you find that this the other theory that i think is is Because people asked it, and this is why I say it too: is people asked it to me some early when I I used to run a lot of discounts, a lot of uh, nice. you know, specials and things like that. They're and fun. I think it gets. I think it, gets, yeah. I think it yeah. gets. Uh, I think it gets your name. I think it gets people to recognize you. Like, 100%. And There's the theory though that are those the right people? Mm. If if those people need a discount, are those the right customers? I'd love to know your thoughts. I mean, what? There, sure. There is, yeah. a, there is a select part of the society as as they begin to to have a little bit more of a establishment, and whether it's life or business, you know, if this is a a detailer selling to a customer or you know whatever, there's ask somebody many times as they get older or a little bit more financially stable, they don't look or need or want or care about a discount. They just yeah. they want good service. They want good quality. They want it. So if you're attracting people with discounts, then maybe are those not the right customers that you should be attracting? That's it's a theory. I'd love to know your thoughts.
0: Sure. Yeah. Great question too. And um, I would agree with one aspect, which is that low prices usually will attract a lower grade of customer from my experience. Um, So like at our shop, uh, when we first launched our prices, like any new business usually are a little bit lower as we're trying to figure out where the pricing scale is for our business Um, so we were attracting a different kind of clientele uh, but we didn't get rid of that clientele we just started offering them a more streamlined thing and still offered that discount and we found a place for them within our business because they still served a place like during the winter when things for a lot of shops slowed down those people still wanted to come in and get their cars done whereas a lot of the higher end people some of them like some of our regulars They were like, yeah, just call me in the spring. I'm actually going to be in Spain for six months. I was like, well, fuck. So like that multimillion dollar customer, you know, like he, yeah, he's a multimillionaire, but he, he's not even here in the country. So he's not bringing his car in no matter what we do. Right. So there, there was kind of scales of customers and that's what we had to figure out. And that's where there's ways of doing the promotion. So there's one way that attracts a certain crowd. And that would be with, you know, the crowd that maybe couldn't afford the service otherwise without the discount. But I do think there's a whole other segment of the population that just wants to feel special. They wanna feel like they're exclusive. They're getting something that no one else does. And that's where discounts, uh, there's another way of doing them where it's not a percent off or a dollar off, but it's with bonuses. And that's actually my more preferred method of discounts where you're taking something that, uh, let's say it's a customer coming for a detail, but you could throw in maybe like a one year ceramic or something for a discounted price if they get the bundle. So they're getting the bundle, but you're throwing in this extra thing that they weren't really asking about. So we'll use that to like nudge people along because we want to get them familiar with what ceramic coating is. Even if we just have the conversation, a lot of times what we found is that having that package didn't mean that we're booking that package. So we would put something together that would be a conversation starter, but it actually never really got booked as an actual appointment what would happen is we would throw in something that like we could even say, Oh, we'll throw in, you know, a a wax with that, Uh, you know, and it just gets the conversation started. Like, listen, I see you called because you saw this promo for this, but we actually have this new technology. That's going to be so much better. It's going to offer you more protection. It's going to last longer. We can even do your, your wheels, your glass, your everything. It it starts that conversation. And now they've completely forgotten about that discount package. And you're now talking to them about something else. And you kind of just, present the value and sell them on it. So, so that's the way that we've used discounts. So I don't think that we've really gotten low grade customers as a result of it, unless we did things that were strictly just dollar off and we were trying to just, okay, this is, this is the price for this detailing promo. Let's just pump them out. Uh, So like salt, for example, here is a huge deal. Uh, So what we would usually do is before the season, we would pump out something to get salt out while winter's still here. And we would say, look, Yes, your carpets are going to get salted again. No problem. But listen, just do a quick interior only focusing on salt. And so we would offer something just for that. They would come in for that. And then we would upsell them on getting the actual full detail. And then guess what? We would see them again in spring because a month later they have salt again and all kind of stuff. So um, we were getting kind of lower grade per se jobs at that time and lower grade customers that, yeah, they were a little more demanding and a bunch of things, but it was kind of our lost leader before our season started so that we could book them in. The minute they were leaving from that promo, we'd say, listen, spring is right around the corner. Let's book you in for this time. da da And we would book them in usually at full price. So that lost leader took them into something that was booked in. And next thing you know our, our whole spring was booked before we even started. So
1: all right. Did that uh, kind of answer <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, give no, my perspective. True. Yeah. Uh, Is there still anybody that uses that? I just, as I was hearing you talk, I went, uh, I remember using punch cards all the time. Yeah. Punch cards got to be real, real popular. Now I get it. Nobody goes around with punch cards anymore, right? Like I don't see them anywhere. It's all gone digital and you've got rewards. We have them built into Orbis X. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I was going to say is there, there's got to be something inside Orbis X that has Mm -hmm. some type of punch card system that, because if yeah if you didn't have it to give a discount up front, but you could get somebody into a reward program. I I think the way reward programs seem to be pitched lately is just hey, be a part of our reward program. Yeah, like, it's like, I well, don't what, know what that means. What? I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah. if you told me that after five purchases of XYZ, I'm gonna get this free, right? Then I'm gonna yeah. go, hmm, right? Or You know, hey, if you buy, uh, you know, these type of packages will get you these extra punches. And uh, this extra punch today is going to put you further to your free, you know, sealant upgrade, is what I used to do, right? Like 10 washes, you got a free sealant upgrade, right? Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It was. It was simple. It was easy for me to do. And those people.
0: But that's what it needs to be. I'm glad you said it. It needs to be simple for you to do and simple for them to understand. So that right, what
1: what inside of Orbis X has that type of capability that if, if guys could change gals, if detailers could change their mindset of when somebody asks for a discount, it, it could, is there a way that Orbis X could offer them a program that allows this customer to get the discount, but to do it over a period of time and not a, a one-stop discount. Hey, I gave this guy twenty percent off, and I never saw him again. Right? Hundred percent. this person thirty yeah. percent off, and they came twice. Like they, they complained because that's twice. a big
0: fear people have, right? And that's why people well, complain about Groupon too. Yeah. Absolutely, because you don't want the one-offs. The whole goal is every customer should become a lifelong customer. They really should, especially with the cost that it, you know is associated with bringing in a new customer. Um, so we do that with orbis x as well so what we do at our shop is every seventh visit they get a free exterior wash and it's just it's not the full package like we don't go in on we don't take their wheels off and scrub them No, no, no. no, it's we have some limitations with it but basically the seventh one and it's all automated every on time that seventh get, one
1: complete, you could still upsell them to something else right like, oh you it, better believe it because yeah, no one comes
0: like, in and Uh, They want their exterior done and the interior is like, you know, picture perfect. There's always something that can be done. Always, always, always. And so that's the whole goal is just getting them to keep coming back. But on the note too, referrals. We also do something with referrals too. Uh, So we can add them as a referral source. And basically anytime that they refer a new customer or something like that, we can add that in. We can check off that it came from them. And then uh, essentially what happens is at, at our shop, what we do is a free Timmy's card. So like we have Tim Hortons And so they get $25 as a Tim Hortons card, and they can go buy coffee and stuff like that. And But not just for each referral, it tracks how many referrals. So they have to do 10 referrals. And then every 10 referrals, it basically, they get a $25 Timmy's card.
1: So what side of Orbis X has has the availability to, to do this type of program? I mean, walk me through it. Yeah, sure.
0: So uh, it's all under the marketing tab. So there's a marketing tab where most of the stuff in Orbis X, you can do, you know, all your marketing things like contests or coupons, things like that. And within there, that's where you'd set up your upsell automation, but you also have referral sources. Uh, so if you click on the referral sources, I'll post a video with this as well. Um, but basically, you go into referral sources, and that's where you can add a new one, you know, name, email, phone, and then you can specify the reward. That's the cool part is with Orbis X, you can actually put a specific reward per customer. So if you have a customer that maybe they they send you a lot. So we have a hair salon near us. They send us a lot of business because while people are waiting for, you know, they're getting their hair done, we'll go pick up their car. They're right down the street from us. And then we clean the car. They actually get rewards from us as well that they can give to their staff. So they're able to, you know, if they have a staff member that's doing a really good job, they can say, hey, listen, you can go to Auto World, you get your car clean this weekend, you know, stuff like that. Um, so we can set different rewards for them. And that's under the referral sources. Uh, For the loyalty card, uh, that's the punch card. That's basically in the settings. And so under settings, there's a section for loyalty card. And you can specify the number of stamps that you want, as well as the reward, uh, which is cool because some guys have had a lot of success, actually, with setting it to three. Uh, It seems to be like a really good number for people. So they set it to three. And essentially what happens is on the third visit every time you mark a job complete it automatically stamps the card for you so you don't have to remember to go punch it for them or whatever and then on the third visit it'll automatically send them the whatever the prize happens to be uh, which is pretty cool so so for us we set it to seven just because it seemed like it was more familiar with people you know seven you know stamps they get a free whatever but yeah, uh, i remember I like i
1: think i was 10 like yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. What we worked it out to is we figured that after seven, we'd be able to get them to restart the clock and get them back in. And how we came to seven was we took a look at how many times we would see a customer throughout the year. And what we were trying to do was double that number. Uh, so we figured, okay, let's try and we were seeing people on average three and a half times. So we we're like, let's try and get them to seven. That way we can see them seven times in a year. And uh, you know, try and try and push them through getting them to 10 might've been difficult in a year because that's a, you know, uh, some, of course the maintenance customers. Sure. Yeah. We see them every month. Some of them we see every week, but, uh, the maintenance guys also, we do a different program with them because, you know, it's not going to count towards their loyalty if they're coming every week. Right. Uh, so for those guys, we, we do something different, uh, but we do still offer them a bonus just because they're a maintenance customer. I mean, they are still coming in and we do upsell them when they come in, because that's part of the maintenance, the whole idea is that you're upselling and not just doing the bare minimum for whatever the maintenance package is. You should be upselling.
1: I mean, do you have stats on how many people use the, a loyalty program uh, at, at our
0: shop? Sixty-seven percent. Um,
1: uh, I didn't ask that question, right? You mean in general, like for the how many? How many detailers use inside of Orbisax the loyalty program?
0: So two answers: one, not enough. Cause it should be hundred percent. Okay. It really should. Okay. But uh, it's less than 50%. So we're at about 38% of people that are using it. Um, and I, the only reason it's about is because I haven't checked this month, <laughs> but I, I check these things every month. Cause I, I reach out to people and I say like, Hey, listen, saw you haven't set this up or something. And uh, cause there's, there's some people that they, they just say, Oh yeah, we, we decided we don't want to use that feature. We don't do that kind of stuff. You know, which is crazy to me. I tell them, I'm like, you're just throwing away money. Like, why wouldn't you have a loyalty program of some kind? Like, if you just look at the trend, go to any website right now, and you'll usually be greeted with a pop up. You know, if you go shopping anywhere, like I was at Lowe's the other day, went to their website, even though I've already subscribed, and I got a 10% off coupon before, it still popped up. And it's just like, hey, join our loyalty thing. Oh, my God, I've already signed up for this you know, but everyone is pushing and they're trying to give you something in exchange for your contact info. You should be doing the same. Every person that calls will be like, Hey, listen, you want if I grab your email, it'll be great. I'll put it on file. That way we have it. And we'll email you a coupon that you can use on, you know, your next booking, something like that. Now you have their email and they just consented to you reaching out to them. So I think everybody I think should think have that's a little probably
1: score. is a better way of using coupons then something like that uh, to, to give information instead of just. Yeah. Oh, okay, the guy doesn't want to pay 200 but he wants to pay 150 100%. I think
0: that everything needs to be a give and take, right? And so I think that if you just give it away, oh, I'll just, here, I'll, you don't want to pay that, I'll just give you this. Then he's assuming in his head, oh, the value for what you're selling isn't really what you were telling me. It's a lot less because you just gave it to me for nothing. But if it's an exchange, you still preserve the value. So if you're like, listen, I'll give you the discount, but in exchange, I want your email. So I can, I can reach out to you by email as well as text. I want to be able to send you stuff and maybe, you know, that I'll send you the right promotion at the right time. That'll make sense for you. And you can make a decision, you know, so there's ways of positioning it that way. I would say definitely make it part of an exchange if possible, uh, because they'll appreciate that as well. And you're going to preserve your value, which is the most important thing. Because If you just give it away in his mind, you've now just told him, it's not worth $200. It's not worth 150 because you were just going to give me the discount for free just because I asked for it. So really you were just trying to overcharge me for something before, you know, it's, it's a completely different dynamic. So I think that uh, definitely an exchange of some kind. And also I think that discounts should be time limited at all times. I think that some people will say like, Oh yeah, you know, I could, I could definitely give you 10% off and they just leave the conversation there. The guy now assumes that it's 10% off forever. So he, if, if it was two hundred dollars in his mind, it's it's now worth less. Takes his twenty dollars off because you just said ten percent off. But you got to say something like, you know, ten percent off, if you make a decision by Friday. If you, if it's after Friday, it's back to regular price. There's nothing I can do about that. And I think that that's how people need to start treating their discounts as well. It's always time limited. It needs to have some sort of expiration, whether it's time or it's number of uses. So like we do that with coupons. We say, you know, like this coupon, it's good for, you know, 10, the first 10 people or something like that. And uh, it's a little more difficult in those aspects to track it. With Orbis X, it's easy because we can just set the limit to 10 people and it'll track it automatically for you. Um, but, you know, it does get dicey where if you have guy 11 show up, you know, <laughs> what do you tell them? You know, you, you might just be like, ah, just fine. We'll take it. So you definitely have to have a cutoff of some sort. But, you yeah. know.
1: You mentioned it's an exchange, and that's what I think. Uh, be interesting to to play back and forth with, because the, the scenario that I think was brought up to you, scenario that we all, a lot of us find ourselves in. You know, I don't think somebody would go and want a discount from a two hundred dollar detail to one hundred fifty, right? You, you're going to no. say, you're going to say, thanks, yeah. man, have a nice day. But you know, they might want twenty bucks off. Yeah. Just because, right? Like, mm. just because they think that they can get it. It's true. Just they're because, gonna
0: ask. Why not? Right?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they might be themselves pretty good at pushing to get discounts off of brands, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. There's just people that like to get discounts. So, there are like, not that we don't want to take their money, but maybe they also are just asking if they can save some money, right? Like, if if shit's going on right now that we say, and everybody's starting to really feel the burn, <clears throat> well, there are people that might literally be having to make cutbacks and that $200 detail they, they might only have in their budget, 180 Mm bucks. Either way, there's got to be an exchange of, as you said, value, but also an exchange just back and forth in the relationship. That's that's where I like, instead of a detailer giving away a discount is I'd like to see, get into a loyalty program. And if you're inside this maintenance program, yeah, sir, you're ma'am, you're, two hundred dollar detail actually is only going to be a hundred right i mean there's there's a lot of ways that you can work uh that customer to to draw the relationship out instead of a one-time exchange for a reduced rate now here's the here's the flip here's the flip of the the coin sean like here's the other side too hey if, yeah. if you're young you started out and you you got somebody that ain't going to do the deal if you don't drop your price i mean you you might i mean who gives a fuck yeah. what anybody else says maybe you need to eat you know like it's true I, there's plenty of times i did that like yeah no no problem I, i'll be out there like you know yeah it, it, sometimes you got to do what you got to do i, I hope that most of the listeners aren't in that situation but you know if you are hey who gives a fuck about the 20 bucks go <laughs> go make some paper you know get, get what you can but if you're not in that situation, the best way to handle a discount question, in my opinion, is put them into some type of loyalty program. Hundred uh, percent, no problem, sir. We actually we got this buy one two buy two get one free. You know, hey, no problem. I, I get it. You want to do this? We can do that It's a part mm. of this program here. That you know, it's, we'll be back out every two weeks and. We'll be exactly. Back out every month, you know, whatever you know. And all yeah, we need we is a card on file,
0: actually. and we charge every month, and we just come out. It's all automated for you. Makes your life easy, convenient, you know. And then you're going to save this today.
1: What What do you think holds people back when they get that type of question? Of because it because it is as we t- as we've talked about sales before, and as it, having objections. Which this is mm. what it is. Can I get a discount? It's an objection of that they don't want to pay. The price that you said, so it's an objection. You got to handle the objection. Why do you think a lot of detailers don't handle objections? Is it because they simply don't know that there's quote unquote what's called an objection, and they're part of a yeah. sales like system? And even the customer knows that it's a sales part, and so yeah, like the customer knows, but the detailer the doesn't. Customer <laughs> knows, but the detailer doesn't know, and they just I. I, some of the times I really think that this, this whole dilemma and this whole, you know, discount question thing is, it really goes back to, they just don't understand that this is an objection and you're in sales and you have to learn how to handle the sales objections. 100%.
0: And, and I would agree with that a hundred percent. I think that a lot of times they don't understand that they're in a process that the customer, the minute they ask a question, you've now started a process and it's your sales funnel. As much as the customer's in your funnel, you're also in your funnel too. And the things that you do, the things you say are basically like buttons on a keyboard that make different things happen. And I think that understanding those objections, first off, if you have a significant number of people asking for discounts, raise your prices 20 or 30% and then, give that away when you talk to them. That would be number one. And now you're right back to where you want to get paid if that's one thing, but then you still don't want to just discount your value because it, it needs to be an exchange of some kind. It has to, it, it can't just be, Oh yeah, no problem. I could do that for you. You know, dah, dah, dah. it's gotta be something, some kind of promise or commitment from the customer in some way, shape or form, or a reduction in service. It's gotta be one of the two. It's either, you know, Oh, I could do that, but you know, like dah, 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 this is, I'd have to, I can do everything you want, but I'm just not going to, you know, put on the tire shine or something like, it could be something silly, but, you know, I can do that. But I think another key as well is a lot of people want to be the business owner and that can actually cause a lot of problems like this. Uh, so when I started Auto World, my wife and I were working there and I never presented myself as one of the owners ever. Uh, I was always just an employee. And so when someone would ask for something, I would always say, I'll have to check with management and I'll get back to you. And so I would just, you know, go twiddle my thumbs for a few minutes, come back and be like, look, I talked to management and, it, you know, like I, I'm going to get in some serious trouble if I push any further than this. But I was able, I explained your case, you know, I told them like, oh, you know, he, he's kind of strapped for cash, whatever. And so they, they want to work with you. And what they were willing to do is, you know, they can throw in this and throw in this. They're only going to be able to take off maybe, you know, like $10 off the, the purchase price, but we're going to throw in these bonuses for you. So if the guy asked me for $50 off, I'll take off five or $10, but then I'll throw in something that costs us three or $4. So really we're only losing like, you know, 10 bucks on a deal, but we're getting the guy and he thinks he's actually getting more value than, than what it was for just a discount. So there's ways of kind of structuring things and that's where you're going to have to sit down and look at your individual, you know, packages, your own business, what you can and can't offer, as well as what that customer would be worth. Because if, if it sounds like the guy's, just looking for a detail this one time, never going to see him again. Don't go so crazy fighting for their business, but, uh, and you can feel them out by asking them as Marty said, you know, asking them for a commitment towards a loyalty program or a maintenance plan based on their reaction to that. If they're really against it, then obviously that customer is kind of just looking for a one-off and maybe they should just go to the guy down the road. Uh, but I do think that to answer that question, Marty, where what, the hesitation is or the resistance is for a lot of detailers, I think some of them get defensive around price. Finances are really a you know, tricky subject for a lot of people. Um, I think that some people see it as almost a personal attack against their business. Like it's, it's really someone questioning your worth. And what you need to understand is it has nothing to do with you at all. It doesn't have to do with your abilities, especially if they're a new customer. They have no idea how you perform. You can be the best detailer on the planet. They've never seen your work in action. It's not personal at all. It's just business. They're just asking for a discount. The fact that the customer understands that and you don't is the problem. And so, understanding that it's just business, they're asking for a discount, it's okay for you to explain why your costs are what they are, what your price is, and what value you're bringing to the table. Because that should have been done before they even asked for a discount. (laughs) You should have explained to them. They should have looked at the price after you told them all the value that you're going to offer them. And they should have been like, holy fuck, I'm already getting the deal. I can just tell. Like Marty's giving me so much stuff. But, you know, this is the price. I'm not even going to ask for a discount because the guy might be like, well, actually, listen, like the regular price is this. Or the other option, too, is just tell them a price and tell them it's a discount. They're like oh you know this is this is the price I can offer you I always give my best price up front um, so I was able to apply a you know fifteen percent discount to your thing they're not going to ask for a further discount on a discount so that's another way you can tackle that as well but uh, anyway just some ideas some ammunition
1: <laughs> yeah and here's what's interesting and this this is multiple manufacturers like a, like multiple companies that sell products will say the same thing internally but few will say it out loud. most of the detailers that complain about people asking for discounts will turn around and be in dms asking for discounts Mm. it's crazy (laughs) crazy right this is not just a hyper clean thing you you can ask a lot of other people i'm just you know we (laughs) we like to tell things the way it are Uh, i'm okay saying that you know it's just funny
0: yeah
1: how people want you know they'll complain about and you'll you'll go you'll go on their story put it on they'll put stuff on their own stories they'll put stuff on on facebook i mean on instagram post right and be complaining about stuff and then
0: go and do the exact same.
1: yeah they'll be in the dms asking for a discount and i go click on their profile kind of see who they are i just like to check yeah. people out and it's like wait a second what the fuck like <laughs> strange as can be man strange yeah can be.
0: It's true. But it brings it back to that point that part of the problem is in that scenario, they understand that they're part of a business negotiation. When the shoe's on the other foot, they're not understanding that they're like, Oh, I don't understand. I've heard people say things like, you know, would you ask for a discount at Walmart? And you know what people do? Number one. But also, I think people would if they didn't feel they were already getting such an incredible value, because everyone knows like, Walmart touts, you know, like, Home of the lowest prices, the best value ever will price match will beat anything like they've drilled it into your head that they've got the cost down so low. They haven't explained to you that they're buying stuff for pennies on the dollar. They just explained to you that they're giving it to you at the lowest possible cost. You just go in and buy stuff and don't question it, you know, but then when you're calling other places or when customers are calling you, they're going to ask for discounts or assume they can get a discount because you haven't drilled it into their head that they're getting the best possible value for every dollar spent. And that's what I think all your marketing, your branding, your, your social media posts, all that stuff needs to represent that. It needs to be like, look at all this value we just gave this customer for this incredible deal. You could be next. Give us a call. Send us an email. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's, that's what it needs to be, is that like we are the home of delivering over-delivering value not even just delivering over, delivery. <laughs> but, uh, but I do think that I've noticed that too. Same thing. Like I, I've seen guys complain about discounts and then same thing, you know, comes up in the software and they're like, Oh, you know, anything we could do on the monthly plan. I'm like, look, man, you're complaining about discounts. Maybe you need a little bit of extra business to, to be able to pay for things too. So it's okay to give those away too, I think. And as you, you mentioned, Marty, if it's a difference between not having or having, Give the discount away and take the job, man. If you if you need some grocery money or whatever the case may be, even if you, as Marty said, you want to buy yourself something like a dog, you know, like go for it. Like, give away a couple of discounts if you can make it work. As long as it's profitable for you. And that's where I think you have to figure out what you can give away and what you can't. A lot of people sit there, how should I price my services? How this and that. And they plan for the perfect world you know, where no one's going to, there's not gonna be any hiccups. No one asks for a discount. People just buy it as is the taxes don't change. Like they plan it out for this picture, perfect world, knowing that business does change. So you got to factor these other things in as well, I think. And like we factored in discounts into our pricing hundred percent. And we always have a promo running. As I mentioned, I think discounts are great, but I do think you have to use them appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Not tools to be messed with. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is great chat though. So I think, uh, yeah, anyone listening? um, Definitely. I think uh, Marty, okay, let's, let's do a quick little thing here for our wrap up. What discounts do you have running right now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We don't, I mean, that's a journey that I've been on, right? Like beautiful. Yeah. We, we, we now run, you know, the actually in eight days we'll be one of the only, probably the only brand offering a sale on a certain day in eight days what's in eight days 420 okay big user myself been a a big medical fan has done amazing for my spinal osmosis it helps my pain like we're one of the only people that run a sale uh and a special on 420 420. so take advantage you got (laughs) you got one shot, you know, we we don't do a whole lot of discounts much anymore, or, or specials, or sales, or stuff like that. It uh, we provide the value. We our our hashtag is overbuilt. Yeah. You know, our, our products Beautiful. are overbuilt yeah. compared to others, anyway. So we don't.
0: Well, um, I would say though, if someone was looking to be a distributor, they do receive a okay. discount of sorts okay. as part of
1: okay. Yeah. That is so, true. That is true. We yeah. do have a distributor program that people can get uh, yeah. percentages of, we don't call them discounts, mm-hmm. we call it more, uh, you know, you, you got uh, margins, because you're going to sell it, right, you know, like, but you could, you know, you could still use it inside your own shop, your own store. And then I guess it is in a sense, you're getting a discount. But yeah, uh, the absolutely. program is, is ultimately designed for people to resell and they got margins. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You could look at it as a discount. You could.
0: Yeah. Providing the same or more exceptional value for a little bit less. That's yep. the- <laughs> so absolutely. And so I I get it because it's the same thing. Like uh, that's what I do, for example, with Orbis X, like the 12 months free, for example. That's a form of a discount in a way. You know, people don't have to start paying right away. It gives them time to transition from some of the other, uh, softwares that are out there. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it's things like that. I think that every business needs an edge, I guess, is what I, what I'm trying to get to. And I think that discounts, the word discount is kind of a, like, it's a mala palabra. It's a bad word. You know, it's, it's something people don't like to talk about. They don't like to use because it, it sounds like you're discounting your work and your, your value. And so I think promotions might be a better one, but basically promotions, sales, specials, any kind of thing you can think of that uh, will help for your business. Like, like, yeah, maybe stay away from discount, <laughs> but I, I agree. Promotions and sales will, sales will be key. And uh, I, I, I think that with your site, for example, with your app, you have a mailing list as well, like people when they, they can sign up and join and get offers and stuff, right? So Yeah, I
1: mean, but we don't send offers, really. We don't. <laughs> Only except is, around a couple holidays, you know, the big sale days. And then, okay. Yeah. And then four we're about the only company. I'm telling you, that's a big one. I, I
0: do remember. I saw last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a saw big you guys day, that. man.
1: About yeah. three or four years ago when I first started, uh, you know, cause I didn't smoke until really recently. I mean, I wasn't a smoker before it was Jeez, literally yeah. been all medical. And uh, I, I started looking around and I went, Hmm. This is a day that nobody celebrates, but fucking 70% to 80% of all detailers consume. I mean, they might not all want to talk about it, but the majority of detailers do consume.
0: Most of them on the job.
1: (laughs) Maybe even on the job. You're right. And so I I ran that first sale and I went, oh, my. And uh, I think this will be our 4th pretty sure this will be our fourth 420 sale. And, man, each year it just gets more and more like – people love it you know it's it's hilarious so right one, on. one it's year something we did unique. it with the big uh smoke yeah. machine and we had this you know we we got in the smoke machine and we were all sitting there like you know come oh, that's and take a discount you know like yeah
0: yeah <laughs> but that's awesome that's something people can look forward to something that's unique helps you stand out from the crowd and yeah yeah see i like that see, that's how i look at discounts is i look at it as Use them the right way so you stand out. Loyalty programs, things like that, what you're doing on 420, all those kinds of things. They're, they're ways for you to have that competitive edge. And treating it like every DM that comes to you or every private message for your business where someone just asks for a discount. That's not the way to deal with discounts, in my opinion. That's that's a negotiation over price, and that's where you have to figure out the person's true objections to the value that you're presenting or how you're presenting the value, you know, all those things. Because I think that promotions and discounts, you know, ugly word, but discounts can be great for your business if you use the right way. Uh, So I like the way that you're using them, for example, at HyperClean, you know, where it's uh, they're part of overall promotions and kind of your company culture. You're preserving the value but still offering people something to look forward to, something to make them feel special and exclusive and and so on and so forth. And definitely time limited as well. So I think those are that was one thing I was trying to drive home earlier. So that's that's fantastic. Awesome, man. So I'm looking forward to that in eight days. All right.
1: (laughs) Eight days, man.
0: That is wicked. So, all right, Marty. Well, listen. Thanks for your time today. Once again, great chat. I'll post this up shortly. There. Um, this will be followed up also with an ebook that I started today. Uh, just a quick little one that's going to kind of summarize things that we went over today, as well as uh, something that I call the the printer method, uh, which is what we do at Auto World for our discounts. Uh, to go over that quickly, so the printer method is because you're printing money from discounts instead of having money be taken away from you. Uh, so it's basically promote a custom offer, which is your P reward loyal customers that's we talked on that with the the loyalty program Uh, the i is for increasing the ticket price so using discounts as a way to push your ticket price higher then we have the n which is for nudging your leads or customers along Uh, sometimes a discount or promotion can be just what's needed to kind of get them over that hump then you have the total order value uh, which is the t so if someone's ordering a lot more of something offering them a discount you know, as a way to kind of thank them for for that order, make them feel special and get them to pull the trigger. Um, The E is for expediting a purchase. So speeding up uh, someone, you know, making a decision. That's where discounts can sometimes help. You can say, listen, like if you can make this decision, make this deal happen by Friday, I can get you 10% off. After that, deal's off the table. And then the last way is for R, which is uh, referring um, uh, customers. You can reward them as well. Uh, so basically you can reward people that send you business uh, with discounts on future things as a way of saying thank you for their referrals. So anyway, that'll be covered in the ebook. I know it was a lot. I just went over real quick, but it'll be in the ebook that accompanies this and there may or may not be a special in there as well for HyperClean. So we, we shall see. <laughs> Ooh, <who knows? laughs> All right, Marty, listen, thanks. Once again, uh, I will see you next Tuesday. We'll have some new topics for everybody.
1: And until then, uh, mahalo. Right, wait. Take it easy, man.